Welcome to another episode of what? Episode 9, Chelsea. That's, some might say 9 too many. I say just the beginning. I say 9 too few. I say 9 too few because that does make sense. Oh my god, introduce yourself. Oh, Hey, <laughs> I'm Christina Parrish. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Christina. And what um, do you do? I am a comedian and filmmaker here in Austin. Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's pretty cute. And I just uh, co-wrote on a show called V. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, Christina. Who? With? What kind of show is that? It's a show about <laughs> social media, dog influencing, and the people behind them. A story about creativity and when it falls apart. Who'd you write that with? Um, I wrote it with. I don't know this girl name. Ellie May. Oh my bum, goodness. Bum, Twist. Turn. Uh-oh. Yes, we did write the show together and we are in the middle of, well, we've actually at the start of a, of a Kickstarter campaign to make it because we're doing our best. We're, we're doing our best. We're trying. We're so, trying, but we're doing good, but we need to go full yeah. great. So check out veronicathashow.com for all the information that you need. Do you yeah. know how the podcast works, Christina? Yes three adults essentially give each other a book report of their choice you guys i've been actually very nervous about my book report (laughs) a lot of people get quite nervous about doing this i suppose it is sort of like no i'm nervous that the government's gonna track me down okay you're not nervous to perform you're nervous to give away your secrets you should probably go ahead right here right now in this podcast and say like i have no current plans to engage in any dangerous activity if you find my you know, if you find my body like at the bottom of a ravine with like a paraglider, that was my it, fault. I was not. Par- oh, you are gonna paraglide? Yeah. Oh, okay. that Never was mind. my fault. That might actually. That's that might not be. That might actually be Christina in quite a. I tried on one of those squirrel suits, and Maybe honestly, you they, really? no. I <laughs> wish I have been very like. Uh, I've watched a lot of videos of people in squirrel suits on YouTube, and. It is honestly shocking what they can do. We're going to head into our mini game. We're going to share topic titles. Chelsea, why don't you kick us off? Titles. Oh God, I'm so excited to kick us off. They walked so Firefest could run. They walked Ooh. so Firefest could run. It, well, you guys both know what Firefest so is. Right? Yeah, Firefest yes, was the yes. absolute disastrous music festival. Is it about Elizabeth Holmes? No, but you know I'm obsessed oh, with Elizabeth Oh, that would have been really... I do love to learn about you her. You know I'm obsessed with Elizabeth Holmes. Yes, and how she's changing history. Yes, she's actually yes. a really incredible woman. Is it about inter- like fraudulent internet campaigns? It does touch. It does touch. Oh my god, is this the girl that made like a fake... Tanakan? Yes. No, but Tanakan, so maybe a longer version of the title, if we were getting into like a weird space, would be uh, they walked so Tana could jog. So Firefest could run. Okay, okay. So she's like an intermediary, but this is like the so genesis. So we're talking okay. about an OG internet fraud scandal of some kind. Yeah. Hell yeah. But my title is a wafer thin mint. A wafer thin mint. Oh, I think it's a wafer thin mint. Mm-hmm. Oh, a wafer. A wafer thin mint. <laughs> if you know it, you know what it is. Well, you don't know what the topic is, but you know and what I it is. And I don't. You don't know mint. it? Not at all. So there's a sketch, a Monty Python sketch called Mr. Creosote. Oh, I see. So. No, I, I still don't know. I'm still lost. You should. I'm actually disappointed if it's there's I'm like a, a Monty disapp- Python reference there. I'm it's a mon- it is a Monty Python reference. At me. There's a swing and a miss with that. Christina, what's your title? Okay, so my title is What Happened in the Tomb? Mm. Is it about Tomb Raider? <laughs> is it about my main man Jesus? No. <gasps> That's a good guess. That's a good guess, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, this is going to be about Jesus. <laughs> is it like... <laughs> Is it like freaky sex stuff? Um, oh, is it like well, a dungeon? No, actually, that is part of it. That is part of it. <gasps> I do love when there's freaky sex stuff, but it's only tangentially part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never want it to be the you main. You don't want it to be the full course. You never want that. You want it as no. a side you dish. You want to go full freaky sex. Yeah, you want a side dish of freaky sex. 
Is it about, oh, is it like a, a venue? Is that like a music venue, the tomb? Absolutely not. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's like a goth club. I'm thinking about that place that they all went to when they got uh, sick of doing San Junipero stuff in San Junipero. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Like they were like, we're fun and we dance and we're lesbians. And then it was like, <laughs> no, now that's not enough for you anymore and you have to go down to the tomb. Hey, you go first, Chelsea. <laughs> Oh, I have coronavirus. Okay. Oh, yes. Well, you know what? <laughs> coronavirus is actually a very good place to start. Oh. She is canceling fests left and right. South by Southwest. Yes, it's true. RIP in peace. Because E3. I love South by Southwest. E3 was announced today. Coachella is um, pushed back to October. But then, of course, like by October, we could all be walking dead. So who's yeah. to say? Uh, that's not really going to happen. You guys heard how I feel about coronavirus last week. So I won't super dwell on it, other than to say that thinking about all these fests getting canceled started making me think about fests that maybe should have been canceled. Like, uh, you brought up Tonicon, uh-huh. which is hysterical. Ellie, are you familiar with Tonicon? I have no idea what that is. Okay, so getting really, really, really quick about this, just because I think you're going to like it because of the space that we've all, like, worked in and, and done stuff in. Okay. Uh so, Tana Mongo is a YouTuber who just kind of does, like, story time YouTubes, um, and she's now most famous for marrying Jake Paul, uh, Logan Paul. Who would little- do that? Oh, Tana Mongo. So, Tana Mongo got really angry one year because VidCon would not let her, they wouldn't extend to her basically, like, their super ultra VIP kind of treatment. And, like, she listed this all in a video, and it was really obnoxious. And it was just basically being like, yeah, I get to go to a panel, and yeah, I'm going to be paid for it. And yeah, I get to do an autograph signing, and yeah, I'm going to be paid for it. But the thing is, is that every time I go, I'm just, like, thronged by people. I'm just thronged by people. And they're not giving me, like, this entire security detail and all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, you're not Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, chill the fuck out. And so she got so mad that in protest, she was like... I'm not going to go to VidCon. Instead, I'm going to rent out the ballroom of a hotel near VidCon and throw Tonicon, which is like a protest convention all about me. She didn't know what she was doing, and a bunch of people tried to go, and uh, they ended up being like outside for five hours, like 100 degree heat with no water, no way to get in, and it was this whole fucked up thing. Yeah. So that's Tonicon, but even Tonicon pales in comparison to the beautiful glorious, shocking, disgusting. Oh my god. Debaucherous, schadenfreude-filled joy that is DashCon. <gasps> Do you guys know about DashCon? So like Only dash because I feel like I've heard you thing? talk about it before, oh. but not to the extent that we're going to cover it, and I'm excited. You have heard me talk about DashCon, because Ellie, what is the one thing... What is the one thing that I love to do when I'm like... On the couch with my computer. Oh, you did a little gremlin. Yeah. And you would go on Tumblr. Yes, and I would go on Tumblr. And Tumblr's feed is called a dashboard. So we're all coming together. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. It's a Tumblr it's festival. So the year is 2013. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and it starts out as innocently as just like almost any idea on the internet starts, which is just, hey, we all love you know, fandom, and we love fan fiction, and we love chatting with each other until 3 a.m., what if we had a convention of our own? A convention just for us, where we didn't have to wait in four-hour lines, like at, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, just to not get into a panel. What if we created something that was really inclusive? Tumblr has its own subcultures. You can go there to kind of learn about or interact with almost anything. Right. But... It is in and of itself a culture. So you can totally see why it would appeal to a group of people to say, no, we don't want to just go to like a fan convention. We want to go to a Tumblr convention. And we want it to be kind of about all the things that we care about, which is like, yes, it's about fandoms and kind of an art and supporting small artists. And it's also about they were going to have um, panels about like health and anxiety and wellness because a lot of people talk really openly about mental illness or like struggles with family on tumblr so it started out very very sweet 
diving into DashCon, there are so many like hilarious parallels between DashCon and then later Firefest. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's it's wild. But first of all, I want to just kind of give you guys a little bit of flavor if you're not super familiar with Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr culture. This is a list of some of the original panels that were listed that you could attend if you went to DashCon. Okay. To the one and only DashCon in 2014. Ready? Yeah. Okay. These are quotes. I'm not making this up. Shipping 101. OTP, bro TP, no TP, OT3, your basics and not so basics on all things shipping, 18 and up. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not? Exploring the Omegaverse, 18 and up, a growing subset within fandoms. Topics such as gender roles, gendered language, and the sixth gender system will be discussed among many other topics. Oh my god. Whoa. Okay. You know about not, right? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> hey, I don't know about it. You don't know about it? Okay. No. So, nodding, which is a thing that I learned about on Tumblr, is a. Let me say not. An NOT, NOD. NOD. K N O T. Notting. Okay. Notting. It's a subset of usually fan fiction or any kind of like fan work of a romantic or sexual nature characterized by the kind of fantastical element wherein a human or humanoid character has a knot in their penis, not unlike the way a dog does. So dogs, like real life dogs, when they have sex, they get this giant knot in their penises that's like the size of like a softball. And that's what prevents the female dog from getting away. So they'll stay like stuck together for like hours. So somebody learned that about dogs and was like, that's fucking hot as shit, but I don't want to fuck a dog. So there's an entire, like if you're into nodding, then it's like you're reading a fan fiction about, say it's like, like Harry pulled Draco close. He knew the time was near. He opened his body to him. He felt Draco's knot slip past his struggling channel. He was so connected he couldn't go anywhere. Like that kind of thing. That was off the dome, by the way. Oh, that was really good. So I hated that. <laughs> Back to the panels, guys. Yeah, yeah what else have you got? This one's for you, Ellie. This okay. one's just for Elle. British men with dot 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 all caps cheekbones. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, Tom Hiddleston, David Tennant. Yes, we're in that era of the internet. We all know how addicted you are to these faces and those impeccable cheekbones. Fangirl with others over how much you can't live without those and others. Beautiful faces. Not great copy. We understand a little bit more about Tumblr. A little bit more about Tumblr. We understand that the content that they were thinking about was maybe not what you would find at, like, you know, Anime Expo. Right. Or something like that. Exactly, yeah. It's a little more niche, sort of. So... They were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Each fandom, we're going to, each fandom is going to basically be like its own committee and each fandom is going to raise five grand. And then once we all have our five grand, then we'll take that money and we'll go do the convention. Okay. So everybody on Tumblr who was active in the fan community started like putting donate buttons on their blogs. People started donating. It was actually working and money was coming in and they were like, okay, we're going to do this. So originally they were going to call it TumblrCon. Tumblr Love was it. like... That's why. Tumblr was like, don't. So that's why they changed it to DashCon. So they all raised the money. That part actually kind of worked. They went and got themselves a big ballroom. They got a hotel. Uh, they were like, it's going to be three days. I think it was $45 for a day pass and then it was $80 for the weekend at the door. Okay. So price is comparable to San Diego Comic-Con at the time. Okay but not like insane. And they estimated that between three and 7,000 people were gonna attend. Okay. Which is pretty high for a first time event. But they were like, we've got the whole internet. After they kind of got this money, they kind of got cocky. Right. So they were like, oh, we're gonna fucking do this. So at one point, there's a whole section that you can find online about how they decided they were gonna make a film web series to promote TumblrCon. Uh, and it was going to be called Tumblr University. And the idea was... <laughs> and the idea was, like, a university, but every student at the university was, like, a different fan. I guess maybe the closest analog would be, like, do you ever see those pictures of Disney princesses where, like, each one is, like, a hipster? Yes. It's like, what if they were, like, all yeah. friends? But they're all essentially, like, representing different franchises. Right. It was like that. But Tumblr University, they're all university students. So there was one guy that was really spearheading this idea for this web series. Right. And, oh, God... It just, like, brought back so many flashbacks of, like, working with, like, pretentious film people who don't actually know what they're doing. They were like, 
oh yeah like that's a good idea we should do the film series and it's like do you want like how much of like you know the kind of pot do you need for something like that and his response was uh well we can't use con funds because it's to promote the con so how would that even make sense and they're like well uh, okay (laughs) and he was like and then he goes we will be using state-of-the-art cameras Okay. Uh, and then he says, my friend who's worked with Joss Whedon, ever heard of him, will be the director and cinematographer. Uh, it will be free to everyone because otherwise we can't promote use it to promote. Duh. And then he was trying to explain because we were like, okay, well, if you're not going to take funds, like if we're going to basically fundraise for this separately, how much is it going to cost? And he's like, well, 500 an episode would be like typical for internet stuff, which as we all know, sure fucking isn't. No. And then he goes, 4K an episode would make it cinematic. And it would allow us to pay guest stars, you know, like the guy that, like Misha Collins from Supernatural. Okay. And I'm like, oh, wait, so just to be clear, $500 is just like internet stuff. But four grand an episode, you can go get actual, like, movie stars. <laughs> Needless to say, Tumblr University, the web series, did not happen. No. Uh, but Dashcon sure did. Dashcon, in addition to the panels I talked about earlier promised um some actually some pretty cool guest stars there's a really famous podcast that's still on called welcome to night vale you guys heard of that one no it was basically the first like narrative podcast that got really big they had night vale they had a bunch of podcasts they had a bunch of like really famous like web comic artists yeah uh problem is they didn't have a plan to pay any of them so noelle stevenson who's a famous webcomic artist she recounts pulling out of dashcon once they told her they didn't have a hotel for her and they also weren't going to pay her and she ended up having to crash with the nightville guys on in their airbnb who she had never met before wow. so that was fun for her then it's 9 p.m on friday the night before this two-day convention is supposed to start a bunch of kids have shown up, but it's still considerably less than they thought it was going to be. Remember, I said that they thought it was going to be around 3,000 to 7,000? Yeah. It's a little bit less than 1,000. So they send out an emergency message to everyone via Tumblr and email saying that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the hotel is asking them for $17,000. And if they don't get it by midnight, the whole thing is off. The whole thing is canceled. All these Tumblr kids got so mad that they started going around protesting to like hotel staff and the way they decided to protest was walking through the halls of the hotel singing uh do you hear the people sing from Les Miserables oh my god and And holding up the three finger salute from the Hunger Games can you imagine savage (laughs) but can you imagine being like on like vacation like with like your child do you hear the people sing? Sing the song of angry men. Yeah, and then they're like, what's going on? And then she's like, oh, shit. they won't let us have our Tumblr convention. <laughs> so they start begging people, basically, like begging for cash, no. like in person, going to wow. the hotels, putting donate buttons back on everybody's Tumblrs, and they're able to actually get it. And But people are starting to get really suspicious, especially online. And that creates a lot of discord in all these different fandoms because people are like, well, you're just jealous because you didn't get to go. And people are like, apparently nobody fucking got to go. There's like less than like, look at all the pictures. There's nobody there. So then vendors start pulling out because they're like, well, we're not going to make any money. Night Veil pulls out because they're like, this is embarrassing and I don't want to be associated with it. Uh, And then the real plan kind of revealed itself. So it turns out that despite the money that they said that they raised when they had all the fandoms put the donate buttons, they didn't actually have enough money to put on the convention. So their idea, having been like volunteers who have never done this before, was that they were going to essentially like pay as they go with like the ticket sales that they were going to make on the day. So they were like, yeah, we'll sell like passes on the day and we'll make money, you know, like from like merch, like concessions, and then we'll pay like as we go. And everyone's like, that's, like, fundamentally not how an event works. No. Uh, So, obviously, people started to get very angry, including, like, people who were there. uh, Started demanding refunds on the spot. Started, like, doing mass walkouts. People were mad. People were asking for refunds on the spot. People were ready to riot. And do you know what they offered these people to kind of, like, it's like a sort of, like, a concession prize for canceled panels... No vendors, 
And no refunds. You get one free hour in the ball pit. <laughs> no, and if you, no, because no, if you look, so <laughs> because if you look up DashCon online, the first thing that you will find is just the saddest picture of probably I'm guessing a six foot by ten foot kiddie pool with half full of balls. No. In like one, an empty convention floor. One, that makes me so an empty mad. convention floor. I am gonna show it to you guys. <gasps> no, it's not even good. I told you it's so sad. It's not even good. That's the one free hour in a ball pit. Oh ball my, pit. It's not even an epic ball pit. It's just like a no. paddling pool with. Like, it's a kiddie pool. Mad. <laughs> That is ridiculous! No! That's so sad! So that no one ever got so their money back. Well, God. I'm surprised there wasn't a booth where you just like freely slit your wrist. Oh. Christ. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think any of like their health and anxiety uh, content kind of went forward no, either. No, no, of course not, because they were offering a free one-hour ball pit. It's like... Sad motherfuckers came out here. How about you guys just jump in the pit? Jump in the pit because everyone's just, gone. We just blew well, it. No, up. one free hour, Christina. Don't get I, crazy. I know. One I'm free hour. They got to rationalize. They got to rationalize. That is the most shocking thing that I've ever heard of. <laughs> it's like a repayment plan for, you know, spending... The consolation this, prize. To see about the creativity and, like, you know, meeting that all these people came with. And then they just get blasted in the face with a big fuck you and be like, hey, jump the ball pit. For just one hour, though. Ah. I mean, these, like, when you go look at those Skype conversations, I'll link it in the show notes. These people really thought, like, they were going to get Benedict Cumberbatch to come. Yeah. Like, they were like, guys, we could do this. We can do this. So, I just feel like DashCon, like Firefest, like Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes, like all these things, they just follow this pattern of people believing fake it till you make it until, like, to, like, the worst to a possible place. degree. Yeah. Oh, Chelsea. Sh- oh! Chelsea. Whoa. A journey. I'm, Thank you for staying with me on I'm it. Jumping in at eight for passion. I'm shocked. You're, Can you hear the people Ellie, sing? Ellie, are you gonna jump in the ball pit? I'm in the ball pit of, of scoring Chelsea right now. I'm giving oh you God. eight balls for passion. Thank you for those eight balls. Three balls for depth. Thank you. Minus two balls for the ball pit itself. That's that's really yeah. fair. But also then plus one for how Madam made Christina. Oh my yeah, god, that was shocking. that was an iconic what rant it was a very good yeah it was a great reaction christina score chelsea what'd she get she got a fucking nine balls out of nine for passion oh but then she lost all the balls because i'm so pissed <laughs> she told so zero me there's a motherfucking that's ball fair pit. that would be our first ever zero first zero of what I'm oh my just, god i love it i'm mad about it that's fair Taking it. Ellie's taking it. She's Ellie's getting it. She's the meat in that sandwich. Okay, so unfortunately, my Mr. Creosote reference didn't vibe with you guys. But let me tell you about that sketch. So it's a. I'm excited. Very famous Monty Python sketch about well, like, Terry Jones, R.I.P., is in a like an unbelievable prosthetic fat suit and orders like a table full of food famously in a bucket with eggs on top. And then Ooh. he eats the whole thing. John Cleese comes over and says would uh, can i offer you a wafer thin mint and him eating the mint is what makes him like just explode you'll see how that's related as we go so have you guys ever heard of a man called terrare or it might be terrare but i think it's terrare either way i don't think i've heard of it so <laughs> i'm going to tell you the story of the life of a man named terrare who was born in rural France in 1772. His date of birth is unrecorded. It's not even known if Terrari was his real name or a nickname. Terrari's parents could tell that he was different right away. Uh, he had a huge appetite, a huge appetite. By his teens, he could eat a quarter of a bull uh, every single day. 
That's not right. Whoa. That ain't right. We're in very rural France a long, long time ago. His parents couldn't like afford to feed him anymore, basically. And Pre-revolution. forced him to leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was like, you gotta go, dude. You're eating everything. Um, so it was, it, it's not just that he could, it's that like he was that hungry. Yes. Ooh. So for some years, he's touring the country with a roaming band of thieves and prostitutes, begging and stealing for food before people kind of get wind of like how much this dude can put away. And he becomes kind of a street performer. He would draw crowds by eating things that like a human shouldn't eat. Stones, corks. He would swallow animals live. What? Who could be able to keep an entire bushel of apples in his face. So, what did this man look like, I think, is kind of what you might be thinking. Yes. Despite his unusual diet, he was average height and about 100 pounds. Oh, so he's Connor. <laughs> yeah, he's not unlike Connor. Oh, yeah. My uh, boyfriend's like that. He'll eat anything. I was picturing like a monster. Right. <laughs> so, he had... Holding a whole thing of... A bushel of apples in, your, in mouth. your mouth. That's gross. So this one, by the way, this whole story, you know how my area is gross? Yeah, your area is I'm gross. I'm taking it to its limits today. Oh, no. Um, so he had an abnormally wide mouth and with like massive, Ooh, what it do, huge teeth that were heavily stained. You didn't. He didn't really have any lips. Um, and then when he hadn't eaten, his skin would kind of hang off him. Like he could, you could, he could wrap the fold of his skin from his abdomen around his waist. Um, but when he was full, like it would inflate like a giant balloon because he's eating like a whole cow, right? He sweated so heavily. Um, he was described as stinking to such a degree that he could not be endured within the distance of 20 paces. A visible, this is what they say, a visible vapor would rise from his body. Like he okay, had actual is... cartoon stink lines. You're going to have to get to the part where you know this person exists because so far this sounds like Paul Bunyan. This is a real person. He's reported to having no apparent signs of any mental illness or unusual behavior other than and this did tickle me and apparently complete lack of force or ideas <laughs> of thoughts or ideas force. Like force. Really, he was like super apathetic <laughs> just like whatever all he wanted to do was eat um, oh hell yeah so the reason that we know that this man is real Chelsea is because he joined the French Revolutionary Army yes my king and at the time they're fighting Prussia in the Coalition 1 war I think Yes, we, we, all know, know, we know that we one. We all know European history. We know history. about that one. So the army had to quadruple his rations, but even after he ate that, he would still scavenge through refuse piles and basically eat trash. But obviously he wasn't super popular off of eating everyone's food and uh, <laughs> being really stinky. And a bit of just a weird hang, I suppose. And having no, no force, force or ideas. No force or ideas. <laughs> no force. Um, no ideas. That. So these military surgeons were, became fascinated by him, the most important of which is Baron Percy. Ooh. Baron Percy. So he was pulled out of the front lines and basically sent to like military testing. This is a little fun anecdote from that testing. They decided to test his capacity for food. So they prepared a meal for 15. He the entire meal, which was two massive meat pies, plates of grease and salt, four gallons of milk, uh, and then he immediately fell asleep. Oh. He was uh, given a live cat which he basically tore open, drank its blood, and proceeded to eat the entire cat, aside from the bones, before vomiting up the fur and skin. And so then the doctors were like, oh, okay, so he's a demon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it's 2020 oh and I think he might be a demon. God. Yeah, so this guy's a demon. He swallowed an entire eel without chewing it. Oh no, that's actually kind of cool. And if you've seen this, like the skeleton the of the- eels are huge. With full yeah. of, full of, like spiny bones. Yeah. Oh man, and he must have IBS. Like... <laughs> oh well, apparently his he had chronic diarrhea, which was said to be fetid beyond all conception. Yeah. So these guys wanted to try and understand what the hell this man was. But enter General Beronet. France, as we said, was at war with Prussia. Fun. This general was like, hang on a second. This guy has a skill that would be very helpful for us. He put a document inside of a wooden box, had Terare eat it, and then waited for it to pass through so that he could be a spy for the French army. Oh. And it worked, somehow. This man managed to pass a wooden box. That's... What? Yeah. Anybody ever look and how see what like did... his butthole looked like? Also, how big was that wooden box? Right. I hopefully tiny. Disguised as a Prussian peasant, our man Terare sneaks past enemy line to deliver this top secret message to a captured French colonel. But uh, do we remember what Tarare, what Terare looked and smelt like? 
Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say distinctive. He didn't get far. Yeah, the putrid stench could be smelled from miles away would probably attract attention. And also he couldn't speak German. So the Prussians yes. were like, okay, so you're French. Nice job. No, he I am instantly not. captured. <laughs> no, I am not French. Not who, me? No, give me some food. Um, he was captured, stripped, searched, and tortured for a day before he told them everything. Basically, that there was a secret message hiding inside of his stomach, and they did not believe him at all. They were like, "This is bullshit." But yeah, we'll take that gamble and and wait for you to take a poop, and we'll see. So they chained him to a latrine and just waited. But General Alexandre de Beronet was smart as hell, and basically he was just doing another test. So when they when Terari passed the box. They opened it up, and all the notes said was that the recipient was to let them know if Terari had delivered the message. <laughs> so the Prussians learn nothing. He gets let go, and they're like, "Don't ever do it again." And he's like, "I won't." He goes back to uh, our man Baron Percy, and he's like, "Please, please, can you fix me? Like my whole entire life has been governed by this insatiable need that I have to eat. Please, please help me." Baron Percy did his best. He fed him things like, you know, back in the day, fed him like wine vinegar, tobacco pills, uh, gave him laudanum, anything that they could try, but it kind of made the problem just worse and worse and worse. And at this point, you might be feeling pretty sorry for Terare. Yes. He really has a terrible physical condition. Well, I kind of haven't he forgot could... that he ate a cat. That's yeah, but it does sound like he has Prada Willy. But when he gets back to the hospital and starts taking these tests and everything goes a bit wrong, Terare started getting a bit desperate. So he was caught drinking blood that had been removed from hospital patients, eating bodies in the morgue. And then the last straw was that a 14-month-old baby disappeared in the hospital. You hate to see it. And so, quite rightfully, they chased him out. And Baron Percy was like, I'm done, you're out. Demon! Yeah. Four years later... Baron Percy receives word that Terari had turned up in a hospital in Versailles. And he goes to see him. And he goes to see him. And Terari says, I'm only here because I swallowed a gold fork, and that's what's causing me to be sick. But it was pretty evident that actually he has he had tuberculosis and he was on his way out. They weren't gonna do an autopsy, but but some of the surgeons kind of really wanted that golden fork. So they decided to do an autopsy after Terari passed away to fig- see if they a see if they could figure out what was actually going on, what was wrong with him, and b try and get that golden fork and sell it because you know times were tough. For all the horrible smells that had drifted out of Terari while he was alive, nothing compared to the stench that poured out when he died. Oof. The doctors with him struggled to breathe through the noxious odors that filled every inch of the room. This is a quote from the medical autopsy: "The entrails were putrefied." putrefied confounded together and immersed in pus. The liver was excessively large, void of consistence, and in a putrescent state. The gallbladder was of considerable magnitude, the stomach in a lax state, and having ulcerated patches dispersed about it, covered almost the whole of the abdominal region. Whoa. His entire abdomen was his stomach. His gullet was unusually wide, and his jaw could stretch so wide that, as the reports put it, a cylinder of a foot in circumference could be introduced without touching the palate. No. What? No. Yeah. It was actually, it was so rough that the doctors stopped halfway through and never, never tried again. Holy shit. That is the story of of, uh, the man who could never stop eating. Wild. Eleanor, just excellently researched as always. Thank you. Oh, woof. Okay. Upsetting and gross. My area is gross. Her area just got grosser, guys. <laughs> this Buckle true. up. I have a new floor for my area. She's got a whole new floor in that area. I'm going to give you five balls. Okay. Or, uh, I'm sorry, sank boule. Sank boule? Sank boule. Parce que, uh, because uh, it's French. And as you know, I, I used to live in France. And so uh, I just felt like brought back, you know, just like, mm. oh, I'm just like, close my eyes and I'm there because it was exactly like what you described. Okay, great. Prussians. Yeah, it was great. Stinky cartoon way. Stinky dudes. <laughs> Stinky dudes, Prussians. Uh, war. Uh, um, and I'm going to give you another five points for research just because I think that's important to point out. I'm sorry, five balls. I am going to have to take away. Ombul because 
personne n'a rien euh, mangé la riche. Uh, which was rich? Yeah, because no one ate rich. No one yeah. ate the rich people. No one ate the rich. Mm. I want to just say 10 points for store. Uh, 10 bull. Thank you. 10 bull for story. Great research. I give that. I give that five boo. <laughs> boo. But I am still so upset yeah. about the cat and baby. Yeah, the cat and the baby. Is I the have worst to bit. take away five boo. Okay. Boo. Because that was so upsetting. It's pretty rough. From the ball to boo ate to boo. Damn baby. Yeah, he ate a baby. That is just. Probably. I, I'm literally. I just want to say, like, I'm literally processing this whole story in real time. Right yeah. Now. All right. Okay, it's me, y'all. I haven't done a book report like this. Uh, in a hot minute. It's been many moons. In a long time. <laughs> For like three or two two years, rather. Two years. I was heavily into watching conspiracy videos. Yes. You mean like 9-11 Building 7? Yes. I've been fascinated with conspiracy theories, especially revolving around the government, which a lot of them usually do. Yeah. So um, it's a common conspiracy area. So my it's topic, a motif. My topic being what happened in the tomb. What happened in the tomb, Christina? Oh my god, the tomb! I haven't stopped thinking about it. Was there a ball pit? Is that why you got <laughs> yeah, so that mad? Was, that was it. It was just a ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 they only had one hour. The they had pit. two hours. They had two hours. The saddest fucking ball pit. Yeah. Christina's like, it was a ball pit. Alright, my thing's over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, uh, sadly, that I was very, uh, I was really into listening to Alex Jones. I was really into That's right. You are a reformed. Listening about Hillary Clinton, Mariana Baramovich, yeah. Pizzagate, all that stuff. She's a reformed mm-hmm. fake news I, well, the queen. thing is, I could see, I could still see the light of day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? You were never too deep. I was never too deep. There are times, definitely, f- for sure, with the Clintons and uh, Lolita Express, that it is still hard to d- dig me out of a hole on those ones. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. today, we were talking about what happened in the tomb. Tomb being uh, skull and bones. Are you guys familiar? Like a like with the, the pirate flag? The skull and bones. Um, the, Not the video Like game. the 2002 vehicle with Paul Walker? No. <laughs> Yale has three very heavily <gasps> secret societies. This oh. is the 1999 vehicle for Paul Walker, the Skulls. Oh, is that? And Joshua Jackson. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Skulls. Wait, so this like is a like movie. a yeah. college secret society thing. Yeah. Yes. Whenever I was into conspiracy theories, I always came across Skull and Bones just because of the people that were associated with it. Okay. Now the three secret societies at Yale were Wolf's Head Society, which is a Masonic. Inspired ritual. Yeah. Scroll and key, which was one of the wealthiest uh, uh, societies. Double and yank. And here we come to it, Skull and Bones. 1832, President William Howard Toft. Uh-huh. His father uh, founded Skull and... was a co-founder of Skull and Bones. In 1882. In 1832. 1832. 1832. Yeah. Fun fact, William Howard, his, his title, because whenever you go into Skull and Bones, you get a nickname. So they're always... Like that's what makes cool it fun. Nickname or like a... It's all based off of religion or myth. One of my favorites is that his was Magog, meaning he had the most sexual experience while in the club. Skull and Bones picks... 15 people each year for the longest time until like the late 1990s it was always white heterosexual men strange well they think heterosexual that's they, well, <laughs> so they thought no that's a great point because what happens is whenever you want to get into skull and bones you have to do a pledge uh, I, I would say a pledge okay you have to in detail tell to the full extent your sexual history up until that point and throughout the process of you being in Skull and Bones. Why specifically sexual history? So I'm going to get to that. Okay. A part of your real estate or your estate 
has to be owned by Skull and Bones. And Skull and Bones, even though you have to do those two things, Skull and Bones promises you that you will have a financial stability for a lifetime. And you will be a lifetime member. Because the thing is, is that Skull and Bones is business people, politicians... People that were president. There were three presidents that. Yeah, there have been several presidents who were bonesmen, right? Yeah. Both George Bush and John John Kerry Kerry were both bonesmen, and they were like running for president against each other. Well, whenever I was looking up Skull and Bones, it is really difficult. There's a book by Alexandra Robbins Uh called The Secrets of the Tomb, Skull and Bones, The Ivy League, and the Hidden Paths of Power. Uh, she was a member at Yale. She was a part of Scroll and Key. Okay. I cannot for the life of me find anything about <gasps> the rituals that they do or the practices or the meetings. I do know that they own an island called Deer. They own an island? They yeah, an they said island. that you'd be financially set for life, Ellie. They own an island called... They obviously called... have money. They own an island called Deer Island, where, in quotes... It's a great opportunity to get together and rekindle old friendships. So oh, so they're fucking big so gay island. This whole sexual thing that I'm going, is yeah, I'm teasing. Is that I love it when you tease me. And, and this is only so did they. This is only because I have, um, like, been very fascinated with pedophilia in government for a very long time. I see. Only because, like I mentioned earlier, there's something that's called the Lolita Express, which we've all heard of with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called. That's deeply upsetting. The the plane that they, his quote-unquote in conspiracy, his private plane was nicknamed the Lolita Express and would fly children back and forth from the island. And they would host parties... Uh, and politicians, businessmen, CEOs of uh, Fortune 500 companies, you know, all were there, and they would fuck little kids. Oh, I know. Definitely, members of that uh, society were 100% gay. Yes, no, yes. no doubt about that. And there was definitely uh, pedophiles within that arena. Because what you do is you share your sexual history and your fantasies with the members because it is a blackmail yeah. at the end of the day. Because oh. that's what they do with, like, a Nexium, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, pe- people, a part of it were, like, we all know George Herbert, like, George Bush's father. George Bush was in it. Frederick Wallace Smith, the founder of FedEx. John Kerry was in it. Tons of people were in it. All former, like, people of Fortune 500 companies. What I have researched previous before looking at Skull and Bones is that there is a ton of blackmail in the industry, in Hollywood, in entertainment, in politics. Yeah. There's a ton of blackmail because, I mean, you know, Harvey Weinstein today just got sentenced 23 years yeah there's no doubt about it in my mind that there was some sort of blackmail way before this and it just got covered with money oh because that's what happens is sex and money they totally go so much hand in hand their meeting center uh which is why i said what happened in the tomb i don't know if i mentioned this earlier but the meeting place on yale is nicknamed the tomb and has gothic skeletons no way yes yes they have um they have they have known to been accused of stealing skulls of martin van buren the eighth president geronimo the medicine man from the apache tribe and poncha villa the revolutionary guy from chihuahua yeah Part of their part of the conspiracy about that society is that they steal a ton of treasures and store it. But the building, the tomb, it has gothic skulls. It's very gothic. It's an old, uh, old like gothic style building. And the same with on Deer Island. When you go to Deer Island, people have said that it's beautiful, but it's damaged because there's so many tombs and there's so many like buildings that are gothically designed that are decayed. Where's Deer um, Island? Deer Island is between Canada and the U.S. It's like on the oh, east. Oh, okay. I believe it's on the east coast. Okay. I'd be willing and to it's bet. It's a really small island. Yeah. Um, they... Copter in and out of? 
I'm yeah. sure. So they've been uh, something about skull and bones, which I have always been fascinated with. If you know of the Bohemian Grove, if you know of Bohemian Grove, I've heard of it. What's Bohemian Grove? Bohemian Grove is in California. Um, it's on the West Coast. And Alex Jones very famously made a documentary about Bohemian Grove. Um, but what they depicted, what he depicted in his documentary, but what you can actually find is that there is a conspiracy behind Bohemian Grove where it revolves around sacrifice. Oh. So, Skull and Bones is the same. I'm not, like, pledging for Alex Jones in this podcast. I would just yeah. like to point that out that I'm. Totally not. He got, like, hit with a DUI today, yeah, honestly, to be honest with you. Yeah, he got hit with a DUI today. So I'm, like, I'm not, like, friend bro who for Alex him. Jones. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. He sucks. Yeah. I totally followed him for a while, and I followed a bunch of conspiracy theories, and this is where I ended up. American yeah. conspiracies are amazing. Oh, your... Didn't your prime minister, like, fuck a pig? No, I mean, that I, was in Black Mirror. Hold on. I think it was Tony Blair. And no, it was fucked, David Cameron. Thanks, sorry. David Cameron. And he fucked a dead pig's head, right? I did hear about that, yeah. And it was for, I think, a secret society at school. At Oxford, I want to say. At Oxbridge. O- Oxbridge, exactly. One at of one of those. So, Skull and Bones has been known to do animal sacrifice, uh, have occult practices, and black magic. Well, I would say that there is something funky about you having a place called the tomb yeah they have like a private helicopter pad so that businessmen and politicians can chop around come and visit and indoctrinate without being seen the new fellowship skull and bones has control over the rockefellers the Carnegies, and the fords holy shit like the original um, American big names. billionaires. Yes. Yeah, some believe that they've been behind the Kennedy assassination, that they control the CIA, they created the nuclear bomb, and have been influenced by the Illuminati. Woo! There have been way too many people from that congregation, from that fellowship, yeah. from that program, whatever the fuck you want to call it, there have been way too many people that have succeeded and had very influential roles in society. Yeah. And I think that that matters because what yeah. I one of my readings was that like if you were part of Skull and Bones like you had basically the ear of the president. And John Kerry was asked about his initiation into the order, which is also what they call uh, Skull and Bones. The person asking the questions was automatically tased and arrested. <gasps> For now, Skull and Bones still definitely exists. They started incorporating a diversity of alumni in 1992. Whenever you see the letters 322, look out for those in film. That's their, the symbol. It's, it's, what? It's two cross... Uh, I think it, is it a, it's a skull and two crossbones that cross, so it makes it 322. Christina, what a debut. Yeah, Powerful. Hopefully that was okay. It was I amazing. Know, it was all over the place. It's very oh, fun it and very spooky. Very spooky. And touches on so many things that I hate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rich people protecting rich people at the expense of everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Really just that one. <laughs> just and then grinds my gears. Exclusive education. <laughs> exclusive education. Uh, shutting out marginalized people until it becomes cool not to. So you know, I want to jump in straight at eight. Eight ball for oh my god the um, eight ball for the spookums oh hell yes. yeah two further points for just a beautiful debut on the show welcome to the show Thank I'm so you. happy to Thank have you, you here minus one for men because yeah. it's oh, women's right. his, it's women's it's, history month it's women's history month it is women's history month uh, which is perfect that I brought that up actually because it was an yeah. all men yeah horrible hideous all men thing uh, Christina two balls for radical candor oh two balls because this is clearly something you've been researching for a long time and not just for 15 minutes for this podcast Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give you another two points in memoriam for the 1997 paul walker vehicle the skulls (laughs) thank you you. you. (laughs) this is getting older (laughs) it's from some year around there i went saw with my stepdad in the movie and you know what? Uh, one of the on-campus journalists tried to report about the skulls in that movie, and he uh, 
and 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 they faked him hanging himself in his dorm room and everyone was like he hung himself and and paul walker was like no he didn't you guys killed him real circle oh you hate to see it um anyway christina i think you did just god such a good job i'm Mm. so proud of you thank you i do think it was brave you also are letting me tell ellie so i recently found out that ellie doesn't know about QAnon, which i'm sure you do Mm -hmm. um and we don't have time to get into QAnon now but i will just tell you ellie just to kind of wet your palate for what what my whistle yeah wet your whistle so QAnon, um chief among most of its more insane parts believes that all those things that christina was talking about that like you know the clintons are doing human sacrifice and maria abramovich is you know uh, painting with children's blood in it so all that is real and happening and donald trump is the everyman warrior who's like like the jesus figure who was put in the white house to single-handedly bring them all down Oh. Yeah. So just go ahead and nom on that. I you just want to nom on that real quick? Nom on it. I hate that. You're just going to want to nom on that no. real quick. Christina, impressive debut. So Thank you. Impressive. Christina, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at IBSuper, IBE Super, or Instagram at Lil Bird Killer. And you can find the uh, Christina's show, B, my, the project Ellie and I co-created uh you can find that on kickstarter mm-hmm. or on any of our socials or at veronica the show.com yes when does the kickstarter go through if people want to go and maybe support it it is it, april 7th april it 7th is yeah the april last 7th day. 2020 yeah so that's your last day to go and support v come on in case you're waiting for Help a payday which i respect yes do it do it to it you can find me at Ellie Main on Instagram or Ellie Maney, that's M A I N E Y, uh, on Twitter. And you can find this podcast at WhatPod on both Instagram and Twitter. Give us a follow because we post really fun things that I make. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can find me at Chelsea Harfouche, wherever internets are sold. You can also check out our Patreon where Ellie's been doing a really good job of taking some of the more rambly stories, which if you were watching this on live stream, you got to hear, but are probably going to be cut out of the podcast. Yeah. Ellie will repackage those as cut for time minisodes that go straight to our Patreon and only to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. We also sometimes post updates from previous what topics. So as well as like a bunch of really cool Patreon perks. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't seen it yet. And check out the merch at rebel.com forward slash whatpod. We have uh, our logo and a bunch of fun stuff that we are always updating. Chelsea always adding new and cool designs from every episode. Well, most episodes. When we can. Also, there's a shirt on there that says uh, Billionaires 2020 and it has a guillotine. So if that appeals to you as it appeals to me, you can get that shirt. We love you so much. We love you. Thank you for listening. And we're going to end the stream and the pod right now. And much love. Thanks. Oh, Ellie, do you want them to go do anything? Oh, I do. Actually, I do, Chelsea. Thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. You know what, guys? I would just love this week some time. Take 10 minutes for yourself and maybe, just maybe, go learn something. There it is.